Hello again, my gorgeous listeners, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Glow West, where we chat all about the wonderful world of sex, sexuality, and the body. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline West, and I'm always delighted to be a tor- part of the Torch Check Network, where you can find tons of content on politics, culture, society, and of course, me with the sex podcast. If you like what we do, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com forward slash tortoise It really does help to keep the mics on. Or if you like, please pop over to Apple and Spotify and rate and review. If you want to get in touch about the podcast as well, it's Twitter and Instagram is at Glow West Podcast. So long-term listeners will know I'm a massive, massive, massive fan of lube. And because why not? It's like lube makes the world go around and your bits rub well together. Um, and I am always a fan of body safe lube. And as previous winners of episodes will know as well that I give away a fabulous brand called Hank's Lube. So joining me today to talk about why lube is so important and such a badass item to have in your sexual repertoire is Dr. Sarah Welch, who is the co-founder of sexual and intimate wellness brand Hank's and a gynecology doctor. Sarah is passionate about breaking the stigmas and taboos around sexual wellness and regularly contributes medically informed commentary for the likes of Forbes, Men's Health, Stylist and Refinery 20. Sarah, how are you today? I'm really well, thanks, Caroline. It's great to be on the podcast. Nice to nice to meet you. Yay! And it's been fab. I've been working with yourself for a long, long time now, years yeah. of pandemicy times. Um, about you know giving away samples of your product because I'm really passionate about you know well-made products, especially from like female entrepreneurs as well. That's fantastic. So tell us a little bit first about what Hanks actually is. Yeah, of course. So, um, so. Hank started about four and a half years ago, over four years ago now. Um, so myself and my my childhood friend, actually Farah, Farah and I uh, started the company because we felt there was no brand out there speaking to us and, you know, condoms, lubricants, they were all, you know, a bit nasty. The, the kind of branding wasn't particularly nice. It was, you know, garish packaging, you know, often promoting a man's conquest and not particularly thinking about uh, women's bodies a lot of the time. But also with my background working in kind of sexual health clinics and gynae clinics, I was seeing women coming in with difficult to treat SDIs and also, you know, irritation because the products they were using, such as lubricants with chemicals and glycerin and other other kind of flavors in there that was affecting their <clears throat> vaginal health so we felt that there was no transparency you know we care about what goes in and on our bodies so much but with the kind of sexual and intimate wellness there was a lot of taboo and therefore you know often like you know all too well like a lack of education yeah, um yeah. so so we felt that as a brand we could really kind of change that so um so yes we started with condoms which was um yeah interesting transition so Farah was working in banking and I was in um in hospitals and actually yeah it was quite an interesting transition yeah into condoms <laughs> parents were like are you sure um <laughs> <laughs> but yes that was really exciting we obviously did a lot of research into the into the products and finding the right manufacturers and you know again a, a key part of the the ethos of the brand is being sustainable so sustainably sourced and you know paying a fair wage having fair traded latex ensuring that the packaging is recyclable uh the latex itself is, is biodegradable as well and vegan certified so other other brands actually are not vegans they use animal byproducts and so the, all of this kind of influenced the product development and it did take a couple of years to actually get to market because of all, all of this development and it's a medical device as well so um so yeah so it ultimately started with the condoms moved into lubricant quite quickly um and then we've also got kind of pharmacy offerings on our site um which are more recent so we work with a third-party pharmacist who dispense our medications so you've got things for the giant like thrush and, and bv and cystitis but also their birth control pills um 
uh, shipped through um, online as well. So just making things a bit more accessible and yeah, trying to educate through the brand, open the conversation and yeah, promote positive sexual wellness. That's really lovely that everything all those products really complement each other into intimate sexual wellness because we have things like bv and some people don't even know what that is yet and you know and other people you know get recurrent thrush infections and things like that and it's just vaginas are complicated delicate little creatures sometimes so like talk to us about the the body safe aspect of things like there's so many lubes out there on the market but so many of them have just really nasty ingredients in them and like talking to you specifically why glycerin is such a bad thing for a vagina yeah definitely so that's a key thing to a key no-go uh, to look out for in the ingredient list and in, in lubricant so it's a kind of a sugary alcohol that basically causes things to you know it sucks out the dryness um ultimately in, in the vagina and can predispose you to things like thrush um and it affects what we call them the microbiome of the vagina so the the ph balance so um kind of the acidity of the vagina is normally around, so it's quite acidic, it's normally around 3.8 to 4.5 in terms of that kind of pH balance. But anything above that um, can really affect the, the the kind of the health of the vagina and actually the, can be predisposed to things like um, bacterial vaginosis, which we mentioned, um, where you can get kind of smelly discharge and it can be, you know, uh, quite watery, but can, can have a bit of a smell and be quite painful sometimes for some women and can cause pain in sex. But also glycerin can affect... Uh, being predisposed to thrush so again fungal infection quite common another common infection of vagina um and so yeah it just it messes up with the kind of normal health of what the, what the vagina likes so uh, glycerin is not good to put in there no 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 sugars and, and vaginas don't mix very well but does that not drive you absolutely mad that if you walk into a chemist or somewhere that sells loads of lube and you see all these on the shelf and it's like they're all gonna cause issues because people think you walk into you know a big name pharmacist and you, you kind of think you could trust the products that are in there but you know they're selling stuff that is actually detrimental to your health it's so frustrating and actually that's part of the reason why we started hanks and and making these products right because there is and the people don't know i think there's a huge uh movement around skincare um you know we do know you know not to be you know parabens and certain ingredients are negative for for skin but actually you know inside your inside your body inside the vagina which is a sensitive delicate uh place that that can be really easily disrupted um you know, there's way more studies needed to be done to understand the kind of vaginal microbiome because we understand the gut. I'm sure a lot of people will understand that a bit more. You know, we talk about the gut microbiome and, you know, taking probiotics and things like this, but there's a lot still to be learned from from vaginal health. But all these, yeah, all these uh, lubricants with nasty ingredients, so frustrating. And then obviously that's when people start to get negative, um, you know, illnesses really, or, you know, they'll come into clinic or see their GP about, you know, recurring discharge or pain or stinging or whatever it is. And it's it's because ultimately a lot of the time it's because of products they've been putting inside. Yeah. And, and that's such a pity as well, because you think you're doing the right thing. You know, you're lo- using yeah. lubricondoms, which we're meant to do. They're not great on their own. 
but then you're being left with all these things as well and you know there's a lot of embarrassment for a lot of people and shame and stigma is still there and they don't like having things like STIs and well BV isn't technically an STI it's you know it's it's, it's in the realm it's in the same kind of area well literally so to speak (laughs) Um, but do you think that um, you know like how do we actually educate people about like body safe lube like how do we get that message out there that it's not just your condoms and your sex toys that have to be body safe it's also so your lube too. Yeah. And, and look, I, I think even just things like this, you know, talking about it opening on this podcast and having the content out there that's easily accessible. And um, it's a lot about opening the conversation and making it accessible and, and speaking in the right way so people understand it. Because, you know, yes, sex education, that it could it could form part of that. But that, you know, we know how difficult that is to yeah. really move the needle on. But, you know, even just brands like ours we can have an impact right being shown in popular culture or spoken about in programs or you know radio shows podcasts that kind of thing in magazines talking about um sexual wellness products and sexual health as a whole um more openly and and in like I say in a way that's easy to understand because today it really hasn't and that's just been brushed into the carpet and then people are just a bit awkward about it and there's still this kind of stigma around even using lube as a stigma around and then so people just kind of want to be in and out and grab something that they think's right. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it'll take time, obviously, but um, I definitely think even since we started the company, we've seen, you know, the industries come on, like people are talking about sex much more openly and and that's great. So hopefully it's the kind of, a bit like, I guess, mental health was a few years ago, we were, you know, really didn't speak about mental health in a very good kind of open way, but that's much improved and hopefully yeah, it's changing you know, slowly so. slowly but surely it's, I it's know, exactly. yeah, yeah yeah so so what are some of the more common myths that you would hear about using lube so one I guess I just touched on there was around this like negative connotation so people would be like oh I don't you know I don't want to use lube because only maybe old women use lube or people who have gone through the menopause use lube and um, I don't want to use lube because I uh, my partner won't think I'm aroused or, um, you know, they'll think that I'm not attracted to them because I need to use this lubricant. My, you know, I'm not, my body's not making itself. So these are all like really common and really negative and really wrong. So yeah. ultimately, you know, we uh, vaginal, vaginally, we, you know, the vagina produces natural lubrication, but there's so many things that affect that way, you know, hormones, what time of the month you, you are in, uh, stress, um, you know, certain medications, even maybe you'll be taking, um, you know, l- loads of things can affect, um, can affect your, your vaginal lubrication, including arousal that can affect your vaginal lubrication too. But it doesn't, there's, there's not a, uh, it's not to say that you're not, ha- you know, you're not enjoying your sexual experience if you're, um, you're not um, as lubricated without needing to, to use lube. So basically lube's great and everyone should use it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm definitely not going to d- disagree with that because I think it's like, yeah, all those those scary things of like, oh, I don't need to l- use lube. And it's like, if you're having sex, you do need to use lube, if you, especially if you have condoms, you know, because you don't want, if you're using a condom, you're, you're, you are trying not to get pregnant or, you know, to, to get some STIs. So, you know, it is important to help understand that process. And, you know, vaginas, again delicate little creatures they're not always like super wet super quick and all this kind of thing so it's all it is is just like it's it's also a helping hand but it's also just fun as well like that's people miss out that part they're like oh this is a medical thing and stuff and it's actually just like a really awesome thing 
Yeah, and 100%. And actually, that's, you know, that's what we're all about. Hanks, like sex should be fun. Like, yeah, okay, there's some serious things to talk about and serious things we need to get across. But like, it, the whole point is it should be fun. So let's have fun with it. And like you say, like, go wild with the lube, do what you want with it, put on everywhere. Um, and I guess the other point to make as well is like, obviously, from an anal point of view, that the anus doesn't have natural lubrication like the vagina does. So that does really, it's really important to use lube um anal sex yes very very delicate skin and we had our episode on um monday about anal sex and it was just like yeah it's a lot of really delicate tissue there so we do not want to be in hospital with anal tears and and things like that so that's that's no one's idea of of fun there um so so when you when you know when you are using lube i suppose the question for people who are new to it is like how much lube is the right amount of lube is it the whole bottle are we talking a couple of squirts like where, where, what's the happy spot for lube? Um, good question. And there's no hard and fast rule with this, right? But um, for for the in our lubricant, we have the each squirts a few mils, and actually that's a couple of squirts is normally about about all you need. But actually, it depends how you're using and what you're doing with it. But a couple of squirts works really well. Um, you know, like say if you're using a condom, you can put a little bit in the tip of the condom and then on the outside. You can put it all over your body if you want. You can you know do what you want with it. But um, but yeah just go go wild but I guess the other thing you know our our, our lubricant's water-based so that's the kind of the main ingredient um and you know if you get it all over you know the bed sheets or whatever like it will be easy to come out but uh, other certainly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other ones might not be as, as easy but uh so yeah just just go with the flow but yeah a couple of squirts for sure okay and um, well you know I'm that that's such a great part of the education piece around it and I know like you're based in the UK I'm, I'm gonna go out on the limb here and guess that lube isn't mentioned in a lot of sex ed in in the UK yeah no, same, same I think in most places around the world unfortunately and it's like like what do you think that is that how like how can we improve that how like what's the hesitation behind that it's really frustrating I think it was it's always been seen as as not necessary or not you know whereas obviously condoms feature a lot in in, in sex education because it, it serves a, a contract of purpose and that's you know often what they're you know uh, and also from sdr protection obviously but for, for lubricant i think it's probably seen as more fun and annoyingly a lot of the time sex education doesn't focus on the the whole holistic you know um making the, sex the fun. pleasure time part yeah the pleasure, exactly, that's why absolutely. people actually have sex yeah 100 percent. like yeah. that pleasure piece and i think the lube kind of does fall into the pleasure piece really so um so i i think as as it progresses and the you know we we kind of get the curriculum widened and all that kind of stuff just just like you're doing caroline i think that's that's going to help mm-hmm. um as incorporate lube more you know just it's part and parcel and it, sh- it shouldn't be uh, uh, kind of an exception to the rule it should just be normal yeah yeah 100% and then like you know sex education is one thing but you, you know you're a, 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 you're kind of femtech and sex tech and a, you know that kind of category I suppose but is it hard to get your message out there amongst you know a lot of that industry might be very male focused and you know it's it's it can be hard um, for a lot of women to to get you know that heads up in business as well yeah definitely we've uh, for sure had challenges as kind of a yeah female founded um company uh especially in uh, investment raising so we've raised investment to obviously fund the business and, and products and marketing and all that kind of stuff um but you know it, it can be we've had difficult times in pitches when we've been pitching to people who maybe don't understand 
uh, female point of view, um, which has been tough. And actually, my co-founder, Farah, she leads the investment side. And, and, you know, she's had some really awful pictures. One time someone was, you know, being derogatory and telling her to show them how to put on a condom and all this kind of stuff. Uh, Stuff like that. So I think... You know, but that being said, we've got a lot of male amazing investors. We've got, you know, you know, it's it's um I think our product hopefully in the brand and, and the team behind it do shine through. But it you know, I think it's about one penny per pound of VC, so like a venture capitalist investment goes to women. So it's you know, we're definitely in the minority there. One penny per pound. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Wow, like imagine the literal changes that would make in the world if it was even half that much you we'd have a way happier society it's crazy and and it's so interesting because obviously we have a lot of um customers who are men and they say you know they love our product and that you know we're thinking about not necessarily just creating condoms for penises we're creating condoms for penises but also thinking about vagina and women as part of that so it's a really it's a different perspective and like you say you know it's creating uh, solutions to problems that that we can understand so um yeah, yeah. It's crazy. that's interesting yeah because I think there are some condoms that really kind of are, are made out of not not as high quality material you know as we'd like and that does you know again bring its own risks of thrush and everything else and it's just like yeah it's been generally dominated by men most of the time or by male pleasure or like because that's where where the thickness aspect has been the focus for so long or the whole like not getting pregnant thing there's nothing there about like you know the pleasure aspect of the the receiver of of that penis (laughs) yeah it's so true and you you know having things like anesthetics in in condoms and um and lubricant you know a a lot of the time people don't know what's in them but that you know the market and whatever way but um you know ultimately they, those those anesthetics can help um uh, you know numb the end of the penis and, and make a man last longer effectively but that can also those ingredients can be irritable for women right and that so, but there's no um yeah there's no chat about that really so it's yeah it's crazy like what do you think like the products would be like if we did get get even to that half representation let alone 100 percent? but yeah what do you think would come out of that I just think just a more balanced view of things. And, and um, I think, you know, so many, you know, we meet so many different startups and a lot of uh, other female founders and the businesses they're building are amazing. And, uh, you know, just so thoughtful. And so, um, you know, there's so much that's been done from, from female entrepreneurs. It's great. So look, I think it's a different perspective. We can't all look through things with the same lens all the time. So by businesses being built from one person, one stereotype person, you know, who is a certain sex, a certain way, this, you know, certain way of living, all that kind of stuff. It's it's not representative of society. So having founders and business owners and people that are creating things or solutions to problems, we need to have that that rounded view. So people from all walks of life and all um yeah, genders and all that kind of thing. Yeah, well and your your co-founder Farah is is a woman of colour as well. So that's important yeah. to have that particular perspective there because you know women of colour move through the world differently and face different challenges to um white women and other people of colour as well. So um I wonder yeah. that that question about when when you said earlier then she was getting people, you know, being really derogatory and stuff. I think you know there is an element of racism as well as the sexist part of that of too. It's like is that something that would have been experienced a lot 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a really important thing to touch on. And actually, you know, Farah's background, she she's from a Muslim family as well. So that again, culturally, you know, there's so many taboos in, in her culture. And um, so she can really bring a unique perspective on, you know, um, sexual wellness, sexual health, all that kind of thing for, for, for people who can relate to her. So, so important. Um, and obviously, you know, she, she's had a lot of barriers to get to, to, to where she's, she is today and with the business. So um, as, as we both have been different, different ways. So I think, um, yeah, it's a really good point to raise. And, and then going back to, you know, I suppose your, your gynecology background, I mean, like obviously you would have seen all, all, all sorts of things as well, but would there be common um, experiences around lube? I know you said about the ones that, you know, can kind of give um, different infections and stuff, but do you think people were even using lube at all or they were just using the bad lube or what was the, yeah. the patterns that you saw? So a combination of both. Um, and again, you know, lube can be um, it's it's used for for fun and but also for medical reasons as well or postmenopausally or people have, you know, um, it, kind of vaginal health issues. They might need to use lube, um, you know, to prevent vaginal tears, to prevent, you know, to ensure penetrative sex if that's what they want, you know, all these kind of things to help with pleasure. Um, so I was seeing, you know, pe- that kind of that side of things and also kind of it can also help with with so many other you know vaginismus and uh, other problems but um but then seeing people who were coming in and having used really nasty things and it could be lube it could be other things it could be any you know there's lots of things um that can go inside the vagina really that can can affect it um so so yeah and that's when you know uh Farah and I were saying actually this really needs to change so yeah that, that's it's the best kind of experience isn't it that lived experience of going we're seeing this pattern we need really need to have a look at something and I know like a lot of the loops out there they'd have a lot of flavorings in it you know you see cherry flavored lube or strawberry flavored well what are your thoughts on on that because that flavoring usually usually isn't very natural exactly well absolutely that and, and you look when we went about signing our lubricant we were wanting to make it as natural as possible um so yeah it's water-based it only has seven ingredients it's it's the same ph as the vagina so it doesn't um disrupt that so the ones that have flavors you know there's all flavors under the sun that is you know it's a a synthetic uh you know it's not a natural flavor so therefore there's lots of chemicals involved it can often they often include ingredients that are, are nasty and affect the vaginal ph and can, you know people ha- have allergic reactions to these as well you know like and you see them the little like tingling sensation lube and you're like is that good it's like burning sensation it's like is that supposed to be good yeah, that's not not the best like i remember using <laughs> that like the menthol lube before and oh my god the second it was on i had to like rush to the bathroom and because exactly. i was just like i'm on fire like and that <laughs> yeah. obviously killed the mood <laughs> like yeah, that i was absolutely. like do not come near me that's awful but yeah how do you know yeah if that's an allergic reaction or just the menthol kind of kicking absolutely. in i mean like it's such delicate skin you know around like the vulva and inside the vagina that it seems like putting something like menthol there is a recipe for disaster absolutely yeah. yeah it's um it's like you say it's not it's not fun like it should be and um yeah has the counter effect what 
<laughs> what it yeah. says in the tin. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Like with, with all those, you know, nasty ingredients and stuff, like what do you think the future of lube is? I mean, I love how stripped back Hanks is. And like you said, only seven ingredients is great. Like there's more ingredients in like a chocolate bar or something like that. Mm. So um, it's really good. And don't put chocolate bars in vaginas. If anyone's um, <laughs> listening, that's not a good idea to do that. But where, where do you see the future of lube going then? So to be honest, I think I like with a lot of things um, in the kind of beauty wellness space and, and um, yeah, health space, it's around being natural, body friendly, uh, sustainable. Things like vegan certifications are, you know, important, like not putting things, unnecessary things in there. Look, there's always going to be a space for some, you know, a bit more wacky products and people seeking, whether it be flavors or these tingly, you know, whatever floats your boat but I think you know I think where the where it's going is around down the more natural sustainable um route yeah and and talk to me about this sustainable aspect because you know, we think about sustainability and we think of like cars and you know other things but sustainability is also it's a business thing as well like how you know how sustainable can your loop get I think like eco-sexuality will be a lot bigger I think down the line yeah, absolutely. Like we were featured recently in Vogue talking about sustainable sex and, um, you know, just how can you make your sex life more sustainable? So like everyone cares about their whole way of life. And, and so really interesting. But so as a business, you know, we have to think of our whole supply chain. So where's our product being manufactured? You know, where are we getting the latex from? Where are the, bo- you know, the bottles or the packages from? Are they recyclable? Are they recycled? How are they shipping over to us? Um, you know, are we going to fly them over or are we going to do a longer route that's more, more better for the environment and ship them over or whatever it might be. Um, so the, the kind of that whole spike, and then how are we just dispensing them at the, the, the products? Um, but also how, how the factory set up to make all these things, how are we paying, are we paying a fair wage to the, to the workers? Are they working locally? How are we putting it? There's so much in the whole process. So, you know, it's, as a business, it's really important to look at everything. And, you know, as for us as a small business, it's easier because we can make these decisions early on and say this is really important because we we want to be carbon neutral. We want to make sure that we're not having a negative impact on the planet whilst making this product. Um, yeah, being, you know, having the vegan side of things, you know, not using animal byproducts. Um, there's, there's a lot to it. And actually a lot of companies um, are becoming B Corp certified, which is basically a kind of a recognized way to say, we are doing what we can as much as we can. And it's a really rigorous process to, to ensure you kind of get a, a green tick. If- I think that sustainable part is really, really important. And we don't think about it so much. You know, we don't want landfills of empty lube bottles down the line. And and yeah, we want all our products to be recyclable. But there's so much there, like you're saying, if you're setting up a business, there's so much to consider. And it feels like... Um, sustainable it just it just it's like it's another word for just ethical and just like being a decent person as well like it's like if you're paying your workers fairly that's really good it's like with porn you know we should pay for a porn because we want to pay our workers and it's just it just seems like it's revolutionary but it shouldn't be like this should be just be the norm yeah yeah, like basic common sense and and decency because I think a a lot of obviously a lot of our products are really um built on the exploitation especially of women of color as well you know and like in poorer factories and um like you know sweatshops in Bangladesh and all this kind of thing and um yeah it's really interesting like how like 
you know, obviously, like I would say your product is, is feminist in that sense. And, you know, that, that it's, you know, business circles or the business approach is very feminist. But, you know, what kind of responses do you get from maybe feminist organizations or feminist publications? Do they are they on the lube train, the sustainable lube train? They're on the lube train for sure. And, they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're with us on this journey, I suppose. Um, yeah, I guess. Okay. And have you had any um, like specific responses like from femtech stuff? Like, is it more, do you get more responses from female funders and investors or is it the males who are obviously male funders have more power, unfortunately, at the moment? But as you said, that one, one pence in a pound, but, um, you know, had, yeah, the business side of things like, uh, you know, is there that support there from other women? Yeah, really good question. Um, so, yes, I, you know, a lot of our investors are men um, and they're great and they totally see the, you know, they totally understand the vision they've invested in in, in us and the mission of the company and they're so behind that. Um, but we do have some really like kick-ass women on the board too and lots of advisors who um, have paved the way for, you know, women in business um, and they're super supportive and, you know, role models really. So, so that's that's great. We we get a lot of messages from from you know men and women um, interested in 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 the business and investing or or kind of yeah supporting us in some way, which is which is great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, it's great to hear like that. Yeah, the the equity and equality that's there. So that's fab. And then you, you mentioned at the start that so you're moving into the birth control. Um, birth control business um what does that look like what kind of products have you got for that yeah so so the reason we started this mainly was because we especially when kind of lockdowns and covid and everything you know people weren't able to maybe see their gp or go to their local pharmacist or um access their their regular contraception and um so we felt that as that we could help with that and so we we have three different types of pills so the progesterone only pill the, um, and a whole load of different kind of types of that the combined um oral contraceptive pill and loads of types of that and then emergency pills and morning after pills we've got four types of those as well so a whole load of options um and basically the you know the customer comes onto the site and they can fill in they fill in a short questionnaire which is effectively the same as a, a medical consultation if you like but it's um it's pretty thorough you know we're making sure that we're not missing anything and we have a you know we have a patient identified identifying um platform as well to ensure that you know the person is who they say they are and then that goes to our pharmacist who who ensures that they're happy to prescribe and dispense and if there's any issues they can call the patient and and discuss that um and then with the dispense uh, dispensing of the medication it's kind of discreetly delivered so you know no one's going to know what's inside your parcel as it comes through the door you know we dispatch the same day um so that you can get them the next day um we we have a kind of more accessible patient information leaflets you know the little massive ones you get the tiny writing inside oh, the pill yeah package. that's really yeah nobody no gets one reads to read it. all that yeah yeah no one reads it and it's all very very medical so we're trying to kind of demystify that and put it in like normal jog like normal chat and then um and just the kind of key pieces to to inform the patient so so and just having like little you know a little packet for the pill that's a bit cuter you can put in your person it's not gonna be you know you're not going to squish the pill or you're not going to feel like you're taking some really awful medication so just little touches that hopefully make that whole journey a little bit better and make it more accessible than having to necessarily go and get a gp appointment all the time so 
Yeah, because that, that's really important because I've heard that the GP system in the UK isn't so great at the moment. There's a long, long waiting list and, and things like that. But it's also very inaccessible, you know, if you're, if you're say, you know, dependent on carers or if you're, you know, struggling with mobility issues, to have to actually physically travel to a GP can be quite difficult for a lot of people. And especially if you're in crisis, you've just, you know, mm-hmm. had a reason to need the morning after pill and you have to trek, you know, across town and stuff. That's, that's not great so no it, absolutely yeah. and look we're not replacing GPs at all there's like that seven purpose in lots of different ways but we're you know trying to support the system and try and support people that actually you know would benefit from this service so um so yeah what other products do you think that you could in in an ideal world add to that kind of you know free and accessible um approach that you could have online do you know what we're so open to our kind of yeah product development and what people want to see from us so we've got like a little forum as well so people talk about everything and anything on there um so we're and i'd say we're very consumer led so even the lubricant was was born out of what our customers wanted so um so let us know what you want to see next but um yeah anything there's you know there's so much within that whole universe of um you know supporting a woman from their first time having sex to child and beyond you know absolutely and it feels like yeah you've achieved so much in just is it four years like that's so short considering all those obstacles in the way of like navigating that that bro world and and you know having to beg investor bros for funding and things like that so (laughs) that's a huge achievement so where where can people find that forum if they do want to contribute to it because I think that's really interesting and everyone will have loads of great great ideas as well Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's on our site. So um, hanks.co.uk, so H-A-N-X, or hanksofficial.com. They both just, just go to the same place. And then on there, there's a, a drop down that's a fo- to our forum. It's called the Hanks Life Forum. Um, so yeah, they're like mum's nap, but without your mum or, or Reddit, but for sexual wellness. Okay, fantastic. And without all the transphobia that mum's nap has as well. Yeah, so gosh, no, yeah, no. That. no fun no fun that's absolutely fantastic and and so where can people find hanks then if they're looking to treat themselves yeah so we are so online same same place on hanksfisher.com or we also are in boots sainsbury's and Superdrug, and online at howland and barrett and Ocado and a few other places so um so yeah and let us know if there's anywhere you want to see us or any products you want to see from us or any content yeah we're all ears fantastic fantastic and we're lucky enough that we i have some lube that you've sent to me beforehand so i can give that away to some listeners so if you are um interested in treating yourself pop over to the instagram at glow west podcast and enter and you can treat yourself to some awesome body safe lube that is not gonna give you any nasties so have a look at that so sarah it's been fab talking to you thank you so much and i can't wait to see what like year 10 of hanks is going to be because you're already doing all the good stuff so it's going to be fab seeing you grow and grow and grow so thank you for putting your lovely awesome products out there in the world oh thanks so much caroline that's really kind and thank you for having me hey no worries at all so yeah as i said um pop over to the instagram at glow west podcast you can grab some lube there and i'll chat to you next time have